0: Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 103.9 L.I. News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking Down. Frank McKay here with uh, someone who has written a wonderful book and you've seen his work on CNN and and elsewhere as far as his legal uh, analysis, and he he is tremendous. Ellie Honig is his name, and the name of the book is Hatchet Man, how Bill Barr broke the prosecutor's code and corrupted the Justice Department. It is absolutely, absolutely great, and I urge everyone to get two. Get one for yourself and get one for somebody who would be interested in this, and and really it should be anyone. Uh, Ellie, how are you?
1: Good Frank, thanks for having me. I like that idea of encouraging everyone to get two.
0: that's good. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> well hey, listen it for, for good reason let, let me ask you right right out do you have a historical comp to how Bill Barr has used the office uh, of Attorney General or is is his uh, his work unique?
1: I I really don't have a historical comp, and I think I argue in the book his, his work is unique. I mean, the reason I wrote the book is because I was at DOJ for eight years total. I was a prosecutor for 14 years, but eight of those at DOJ four were under Republican administrations, my first four under the under George W. Bush, 04 to 08, and then I was there when Obama won, and I stayed four more years under the Obama administration, and part of the beauty of that experience was it really didn't matter. I was in Manhattan with the Southern District of New York doing mob cases primarily, and I, you know, Look, whatever I may have thought of the policies of one side or the other, I never doubted that the attorney general and the Justice Department were truthful and telling it how it is and were not playing politics with individual prosecutions. And I think that changed drastically under Bill Barr. That's why I wrote the book. I I think he went above and beyond or maybe below and beneath anything any AG has done before.
0: Yeah, You mentioned the Southern District. While you were there, you had a, a tremendous uh, run. You and your, your colleagues there, and you had a tremendous run. Uh, and, and by the way, I, I think uh, a, a very successful uh, run of, of being uh, down the middle. And, uh, you know, I don't think anyone uh, could accuse you of being partisan one side or the other. It was great, but no, certainly not here with Barr. Uh, it's very hard to find um, defenders of, of Barr as far as uh, being <laughs> being down the middle. Uh, have you gotten any feedback since the book has come out or, or even the, the reviews of the book have come out? Have you gotten anybody criticizing your work on Barr?
1: Yes. Um that would only be – I guess I, I'll just say the, the National Review had a sort of – I got – first of all, the reviews have been fantastic. Yeah, uh, you no know, doubt. Reader reviews, Amazon reviews, but also critical reviews. But there was one that I knew was coming from the National Review. It was actually, believe it or not, written by another SDNY person. I didn't overlap with him. He left, I guess, a bit before I arrived. Um, and it was – it's not so much a – book criticism, he, all he says is, oh, Elie and CNN have Trump derangement syndrome. And then it's this like impenetrable, never-ending ode to Barr, where he says a Barr was actually a statesman, not wow. a budget man. Wow. Um, and look, Bill Barr is doing plenty of this, too. I think this is important. He's got a book coming out next year that I'm sure will just be an ode to himself. But he's also you know, he's trying to rehabilitate his image. He's doing these interviews. He did an interview a couple weeks ago with Jonathan Karl, a good journalist that came out in The Atlantic. And this is an example of why I wrote the book, Frank, because Bill Barr reminds us. you know, I stood up against Donald Trump, and I told him there's no – and I said publicly there's no evidence of election fraud. Yes, Bill Barr did do that. I put that in my book. But he did it in December. He did it three weeks the election, when it was over, when Bill Barr was trying to keep himself out of the Rudy and Jenna Ellis sort of loony bin. But what Bill Barr is leaving out now as he goes around sort of rehabbing his image, and I do not leave out of my book, is that for six months leading up to the election, Bill Barr was one of the main people fanning the flames of the election fraud lie. He was out there in Congress, on national TV, on national radio, saying, oh, there's a massive risk. Of course, right after Donald Trump started doing this, like always, oh, there's a massive risk of voter fraud, and there's nothing we can do to police it, and foreigners are going to send in counterfeit ballots. He had no evidence to prove it. He now says he knew it was all BS, and my question to him is, if you knew it was all BS, why were you spewing it all over national TV in Congress?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, a big thing, uh, you mentioned December, when you start saying something in December, that, that probably means that your folks tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey, look, you got a future beyond this, uh, you know, you better, <laughs> you better say something reasonable coming out of here, or you're going to have a hard time getting work or getting any kind of credibility. Uh, it, what's changed yeah. since, since you've written the book? Have, has anything at all changed? Um, any, anything that you see now and say, oh, wow, that would have been perfect to put in there?
1: Oh, I mean, Bill Barr has done. More has come out since I wrote the book. There's been about four times when I've, uh, you know, desperately emailed my publishers, Harper Collins, and said, well, "I have to add this. This just came out." And they said, "The book's printed. It's physically <laughs> impossible. But we, we will have a paperback." But I think it speaks to sort of the corruption of Barr. I mean, part of it is him, him trying to rehab his image. We've learned more about cases that it looks like he slow played, Right? We just saw the indictment of Thomas Barrack, which it, it appears the evidence is overwhelming. Which which apparently his DOJ put the brakes on. We still don't know all the facts about the Rudy Giuliani search warrant. We know that was put on hold during, during Barr's time. We know that he got a gag order to prevent people from talking about uh, subpoenas that were served on journalists. So there's been a lot of revelations about Barr that have come out. and People have said to me, oh, man, did you get lucky? You know, this guy somehow stays in the news. I said, I don't know if it's luck. I, th- I think when you identify, when you tap into a vein of dishonesty and corruption, it's going to keep on flowing.
0: Yeah it's, it, yeah, it's unbelievable. How much has changed in the office since he's left? I mean, did they clear out everyone? Or, or like you said, there, you know, in the Southern District, there was a overlap. Uh, with you and yeah, uh, so the Obama, what, is is there any overlap there? Yes,
1: yeah, so it's important to understand sort of the way DOJ is structured. Ninety nine percent of DOJ is what I was just your your everyday women and men who keep their head down and do their work and don't worry about what what happens in D.C. Um, but the top tiers, including the Attorney General and all the sort of top people at what we used to call main justice, meaning the headquarters of DOJ in, in Washington, DC. Those all have turned over, those all normally turn over with the no, new yeah, no, presidential administration. I, I've been critical of Merrick Garland, the new attorney general in some respects, but I will say he's he's gone a long way towards restoring DOJ. Most importantly, he both Merrick Garland and Joe Biden have clearly erected and and respected the wall of separation that needs to exist between DOJ and its prosecutorial function and the White House. I mean, Donald Trump and Bill Barr had no regard for that. They just sort of freely interacted when it came to individual cases, which I think is a very dangerous thing. But Garland and, and Biden have made clear we're not going to be communicating about prosecutions, and I think that's a really important step forward.
0: Ellie Honig's new book, is Hatchet Man, It's a Must Get How Bill Barr Broke the Prosecutor's Code and Corrupted the Justice Department. Please get this book. Uh, Ellie, can you give us a website, a social media site where people could follow along with what you're doing?
1: having an unusual name like ellie honig is i'm the only one there's no you know ellie honig two three four Uh, i'm on twitter i'm on instagram those are the best places to follow me you can see me on cnn fairly regularly so uh thanks very much for having me i appreciate it
0: ellie congratulations on a great book thank you very much for being here thank you all right ellie honig everyone hatchet man how Bill Barr Broke the Prosecutor's Code and Corrupted the Justice Department. I kid you not. This is a great book. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Please get it. Actually, even if you're on the other side, you know, get it to uh, to be critical, uh, to be a critical thinker and and see what's there. It's it's dynamite. He, I think he's right on with so much of his, his criticism. And, by the way, get Bill Barr's book. You know, compare— uh, compare the two thoughts and the two thought processes, but uh, really, if you want to be a critical thinker, you got you got to get this book uh, on anything involving Bill Barr's career. This is the book. This is the book, and again, it's called Hatchet Man. And uh, Ellie is a former prosecutor from uh, the Southern District uh, in uh, in you know the DOJ uh, and uh, the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office. Uh, let me tell you, it's an absolute must get. And, you know, I asked him right at the, uh, the get-go uh, about a historical comp. I-, I don't know that there's a historical comp to uh, ba- Bill Barr. Um, maybe, you know, if we think hard enough, there is, but I-, I can't imagine that there would be. And the the point that Ellie makes about uh, him saying that there's no election fraud, I, I think, listen, I, I think it's a-, a valid point. People that are-, are still saying that there's election fraud— well, listen, Bill Barr was your guy. I mean, he was—he uh, was a big hero, you know, for the Trump administration. And uh, if he's saying it, maybe you know, close the door. Lindsey Graham said it, you know, a, a month later that there's no uh, election fraud. But uh, I think that so many people are, are selective on what they uh, what they want to pick from it or not. But obviously, Bill Barr had a uh, 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 had found religion. When he was about to leave, and said, "Jesus, you know, I got a career beyond this, and if if I don't say something here, uh, you know, I'm going to have a hard time getting uh, getting um, you know work in the future, or maybe certain people are just uh, going to buy my book." And one part, he he didn't go down with the ship, so to speak. And I think a lot of Trump folks uh, hated him for that. So I mean, he's in he's in a, a you know a, a strange spot. Um, he. You know, lost a lot of favor with, uh, with Trump supporters by what they thought selling out and, and, you know, giving up on the whole election fraud idea. And and certainly anyone who wasn't uh, fully uh, invested in, in supporting President Trump, um, you know, he, uh, he, he didn't have them from uh, from the beginning. Eli Honig, once again, has been our very special guest. And listen, we'd love to have Bill Barr on when he gets the, uh, gets his book out. And we'll talk to him, and and, uh, I'll say the same thing. Get both books. Hatchet Man, How Bill Barr Broke the Prosecutor's Code and Corrupted the Justice Department. And, you know, get Bill Barr's book, you know, and, and compare notes. It's the only way to think about this critically, and we urge everyone to get the book. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.